This week's episode of the Jason Cabin Experience is a replay of when I was a guest on the Rise Seattle podcast with Tyler Davis Jones. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. This is the Jason Cabinets Experience, hosted by Jason Cabinets. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. Um, okay. Uh, so, so how many how many kids do you have? Three, three kids. And are, are they now scattered across the United States because no. of? Uh, so the oldest one's yeah. married in, in the Dallas area. Okay. And my other two kids still live still would live with us. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and how long have you been married? Twenty four years. Wow. Okay. What's the secret sauce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta forget stuff. Okay. <laughs> that's actually you a fair. You gotta forget that's stuff. a really good piece of wisdom. Actually, that's not bad. Um, okay. Well, what what would you say the main lesson the military has taught you? Resilience. 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 You know, yeah. you gotta get up. You know, what's yeah. that saying? You know, get knocked down ten times, get up eleven times. Yeah. Things are gonna go your way. Always have a plan, but realize that plan is gonna go out the door. It's gonna change. Yeah, yeah. it's and it's just stuff like that, you know. And also, you know, people, one thing people don't realize: the military, the military is pretty diverse and pretty collaborative. Most mm-hmm. people don't think that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's people all backgrounds, all yeah. you know, all countries are in the military, and you gotta be collaborative. The army has this, you know stereotype I'm the boss to what I say but it's sure. really not like that it's more all, collaboration all the people yeah. who were like that failed as leaders yeah yeah and like I say when I was a, you know I was off army I would tell people you know your vote counts yeah but maybe not all the time but I'm at least gonna take your input in and you know yeah yeah that's great um, I feel like all of my friends who are like former veterans and have gone on to business right and have have overcome the hurdle of of mental illness right because I know that's a that's a big thing when you go into into any type of uh, war space um, just with post-traumatic stress and all of that um, but the folks who've kind of come out on the other end always seem to be successful in business and dedicated to what they're doing and people of absolute integrity and it's just there's something about that systematic systematic training uh that gets you to that place yeah they definitely um, put in like the, the like the world to win will the drive to succeed it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like embedded in you from the earliest you know time in the military sure, sure yeah and sometimes it could be a detriment when you get out because you know you're so driven, you kind of like, now what do you do? You kind of yeah. like oversign your boss and, you know, mm. like I, when my first job out of the military, I probably say, you know, you know, I'm going to like not do everything, like kind of, you know, calm down, and like mm. not be A-driven. And the, and the person who was in charge of, hey, Jason, you know, you're doing a great job, but, you know, can you like, you know, basically said you kind of make a look at people bad. Wow. And I, and I thought to myself, I'm like performing like 40% capability right now. Like, we <laughs> like, day on, day off. Like, and most people in the military have that same you yeah. know, mindset, you know? Yeah. Well, let's, that's a good segue. So it, it seems like with Bunker Labs and a couple of these other nonprofits that are really trying to empower veterans to utilize that energy, that drive to become entrepreneurs, right? Because that's, that's exactly what it means to be an entrepreneur. It's this constant driving towards greatness. So let's talk a little bit about Cabinus HR. Um, what what drove you to start that? And yeah, what's what's so, that like? Quick story. When I was retiring from the military back in 2015, you know, they said going on LinkedIn, find a job, blase sure. blase. So I'm there connecting people. 
And this guy named Mark Rowe reached out to me. He said, hey, Jason, my name is Mark Rowe. I have a startup called Myron Fold. We want to help college graduates and veterans find jobs by doing skills tests because we want to look through their resumes, you know, helping you out. Yeah. Can we meet up and you explain to me how the Army is going to, um, you know, help you find a job? I'm like, sure, but what the blank is a startup? <laughs> I had no clue, no concept, no at all, right? So we right. met up. He started talking about, you know, minimal viable product, product market fit, lean startup, all these terms. Mm-hmm. And I light bulb went on my head. I said, well, you haven't said anything about HR, right? I said, oh, HR, we do that down the road. We don't have time for that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Another light bulb went off. I said, well, let me, you know, work for your startup. I know it'll be free, but, you know, I'll be getting some valuable sure. experience, learn how to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, let me think about it. But me being me, you know, the army utility, I pretty much hired myself. Mm-hmm. Started going to meetings, started making products. Mm-hmm. And so before I forget, in between side note, the person who did our marketing and the person who did a design went to high school my daughter were in Korea. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool. So like most styles, they didn't make it. So I was there for like two years. Did, like I said, they did everything except code and design, mm-hmm. but we didn't make it. But in my, back in my mind, maybe this might be a business idea, do HR for startups. Mm. That evolved our startups for companies with less than 49 people because, you know, most startups have money at all, you know. Got it. So, you know, they, I did some research, according to Small Business Administration, those are farming small business in the United States, most of HR, because, you know, God like me, like 50,000 mm-hmm. plus 80,000, 50, 80,000 a year plus benefits, you know, mom or pop store can't afford that. Yeah, of course. All those HR concerns, they charge like up to $300, $400, $500 an hour. And mm-hmm. in my mind, they like under-deliver and over, you know, under-deliver value and overcharge. Mm-hmm. Of course. So then, you know, that's how you know, validate your idea. So for a six month period, I talked to 331 people, either like small business owners, people yeah. in tech startups. I just make sure I didn't know them, you know? Sure. And it's surprising how you just ask somebody that, you know, that they'll go meet with you. Mm-hmm. So, same, with the, same with podcasting, yeah. right? It's like, hey, exactly. I'd love to have you on. Yeah, I'd love to be yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. I could right. sense say yes. Yeah. And so of those 331, 71% said they would pay for HR. Okay. 19% said no. And the rest said pretty much no FHR. Wow. Yeah, and this you know be going at going at it since then, you know. Like yeah. being through a whole lot of people, you know, just meeting people, you know, the, the you know, any kind of tech company the tech is a challenge, you know, especially sure. here in the Seattle area because people think there's a lot of developers here and there are, but you know, mm-hmm. of course Amazon, Microsoft, you know, they take all of them up, you know, so it's of a course. challenge. And of course. And like I tell people, you know, like you can give people equity in your company, but me the same you say, I'm gonna give you one percent of Cabinet HR. I'm going to tell you, hey, I'm going to give you that pot of gold and the rainbow is yours, you know? Sure. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So it's always a challenge. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, so 49 people that you're recruited, like a, a 49 or under yes. is what your company is. Um, so what is what does that business typically look like? Is that a... You know, mom and pop shop is that is that like who are you recruiting for mostly? It, it could be as long as it's forty nine or less. Okay, it could be any industry. Just we're just focused on it right now. Our, and right now we're focused on the Seattle's Comer area, mm-hmm. and the, but we want to be a nationwide company. Yeah, so we're like we're like doing like the marketing nationwide. Sure, like putting little relationships. Sure, like I always tell people we're not selling donuts or cookies. You know, sure. it's going to take like 10, 20 touches for anyone. You know, of course, with us, you know. Yeah, personally, I just went through a, a transition and recruiting process uh, to leave my my brokerage Windermere, which I love them. They're great uh, to join Compass, um, but Compass is better in my opinion. Uh, and and the experience I had through that transition, uh, I, I got to see firsthand what recruiting does, what how HR touch points are so powerful. Um, and I think it's easy to see 
you know, if you don't see the human being as an actual resource, right, human resources, and you're not taking care of that human, they're going to go elsewhere, right? If they, if they don't feel valued in some point. So like all of these little touches where individuals from the company reached out literally last night, the CEO of the company is worth like a hundred million bucks or something like that called me on my cell phone. It's like, Hey, I just want to say thanks for joining and really excited you're here. I'm like, what in the world? That is so cool. And people don't realize how important yeah. that is. That yes. branding, like, you'll never forget that, you know, yeah, like, no. you know like, employer branding uh, part of HR is so important and people just feel like it over and over again, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. So tell me what, what makes you different besides recruiting for 49, uh, uh, 49 or less, what about your company is different from the typical HR company? So, so for example, it's 49 or less. And, and the plan is, I suppose we have 10 companies in Kansas we're taking care of. Sure. The plan is to have an HR person in Kansas to take care of them. For a lot of other HR companies, they'll be like in California, Washington. Right. The HR person will be in that state. So we're doing that differently. Sure. Also, we have a thing called responsive HR advice. And right now, it's up a Slack channel. But basically, you'll call our emails if you want to. If you have oh, that's a great. Question. Yeah. For example, two examples I use. I'm probably going to come up with better examples. One example you might, you know, we have a company in Kansas. They call the HR person in Kansas. Sure. Or email them, whatever the case would be. Hey, Kevin's HR. John Smith has been working four days. Can I fire him? And mm. we're talking about that. Mm. Or uh, Kevin's HR person. Mary's not working out. You know, she's failed a PIP program. Sure. You know, she's toxic. You know, we, we're going to, you know, we decide we're going to let her go next Tuesday. Yeah, but she told us she's pregnant today. Mm. What do we do? Mm. And we're you know, talking through that. How you do know. you navigate that? Yes. Yeah. What do you do? Well, I know a lot of people would say get rid of her, but I would say think about your employer branding. Sure. Because even if she's up on everything, no one's going to believe that they're going to say yeah. this company fired yeah. a pregnant person, mm-hmm. and you're going to take a hit. Yeah. So let's find out another way to work through this. Sure, you know? sure. Maybe it's a really generous uh, plan to, to let her, you know. Or put in a little position or work something yeah, out. Yeah, or something out. Because she's going to social media, they're going to share it, and you're going to mm-hmm. get slaughtered. Yeah. It is interesting in our current climate today how, how uh, we're so... We immediately go to the edges. There's no black and white. <laughs> which all is really the the right. I know, I know. And I... I that actually is boring to me because it's not nuanced, right? Like I want to be able to to take apart complex situations, right? Um, one of my favorite podcasters, Pete Holmes. I don't know if you listen to his his uh, podcast. You made it weird, but he was talking about like he's he's a vegan, but he occasionally will eat a cookie or eat a piece of fish. He's like, I wish Democrats and Republicans, uh, right or left, could at some point eat a cookie you know and kind of just see things the opposite direction and understand where people are coming from because uh, i do think in our climate that's really tough you're absolutely right i think it could be detrimental for that to get out there and that sound bite to be like company fires pregnant woman without <laughs> no other background or nothing else no exactly and there's it, no con- it's a it's a it's a clickbait headline that all of a sudden now it, it's, it goes viral yeah. everyone work has to come to got a business yeah yeah it's, case scenario it's tough man well so is the is the goal eventually, will that be like PR branding or controlling those types of crazy things at some point with Cavanus? Or do you just want to just to help, just help them up. I want to focus on HR on HR. Okay, cool. Um, why is HR important? I think it's very important because when you think about it, no, I mean, you have operations, marketing, sales, no other business function touches every point of the employee's life cycle. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it starts off with recruiting. Sure. And it, it doesn't happen nowadays, but if employee stays for 20 years, recruiting, promotions, benefits, 
all the way to, you know, out, you know, taking them out, you know, even if yeah. someone just leaves after six months, you can start exit surveys. Sure. And yeah, I, I think you'd be in a company and be it up like, a, we'll say a sales department, mm -hmm. you might ever see anyone in operations, but you're going to see someone in our HR. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, and it's, it is interesting how that, that person, like you really kind of connect with and you stay with throughout the entire experience. Exactly. That's the right? first person you'll see in the company, yeah. either the recruiter or at the interview process yeah. or you would send up the interviews, you don't know the HR person. Sure. Yeah. That's important stuff. Um, how long have you, been, have you been doing cabinets now? So I got the idea about three years ago, but I did, I did a um, Delaware Corporation June, 2018. Okay. Nice. That's great. And is it online mostly that you're, that you're doing all your target marketing? Yes. yes. And the plan is all yeah. online. Okay. Yes. So everything's online. So, so the example, you'll come to our website, you sign up, we give a two page about HR laws, all the laws you gotta follow. Okay. Based on your location, you know, laws in Seattle are different from your know, Dallas, Texas. Of course. Mm -hmm. Then give you the, your labor posted based on location. And that's, that's all the free offerings. And then you decide to sign up for us. We see any 10 questions for your employer handbook. So, so stuff like, you know, how many days are I gonna give you people a paid holidays? Sure. So we can't tell you that. And then we have to give a welcome message, closing message. Sure. So one thing we do, a lot of HR people, a lot of people think like handbooks are like, no compliance, don't do this. Mm -hmm. But we try to sell more like culture and values. You know, this is a document you should give your employees to show what culture you want to have in your, in your company. Sure, mm -hmm. yeah. And then from there, we use, use a request to do the HR policies mm -hmm. and we have everything online mm -hmm. in, in the cloud, so to speak. That's great. And then also like job descriptions, response to HR Vice, that kind of stuff. That's great. Very cool. Um, what are some of your favorite companies you're working with right now? So um, Business Impact Northwest is a good company. They're a nonprofit here in Seattle. Nice. They, um, they help uh, non-traditional businesses like uh, the LBGQ community, minorities, veterans, start businesses. And they're actually doing a pitch conference right now called Impact, Impact Pitch, where you can vote for the for the company. Nice. See, there's 20 videos, you know, you, 20 companies with videos. You vote for one, and, and to, I won't say September, September 19th, they do a pitch competition. No way. That's so cool. It's pretty cool. That's great. Very cool. Um, well, let's transition a bit. So you're you're a leader uh, at Bunker Bunker Labs. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Bunker Labs and what they're all about. So Bunker Labs started in 2015. It's a national profit to help veterans become entrepreneurs, veterans and military spouses. We all know there's all these organizations out there for, you know, jobs and, you know, mental health, but there's nothing out there for helping veterans start jobs. Sure. Yeah. So it's... Which can also be depressing, I think, right? Like if it's all just about helping me overcome and not actually move forward, like what's... What's the point? It's yes. one of the things like uh, Bunker Labs, they're based out of, in Seattle. We work in South Lake Union is their, their like space. And it's so cool. Like it's this cool tech forward, very like hit place where you can go and you can like think through your ideas. It's offering this elevated space uh, for you to bring your idea to reality. Yes. So yeah. talk, talk about rework. So Bunker Labs, we have a partnership with Rework called Veterans of Residence. Nice. And as part of that, Rework provides 10 veteran entrepreneurs and military spouse entrepreneurs free space in 15 cities. Oh, no way. With wow. Seattle and Lakewood being one of them. Seattle and Lake Union being one of them. And that's a perfect segue because we're actually taking applications for the next Veterans of Residence. Whoa, okay. And the thing, nice thing about Veterans of Residence, so like we would say like tech, tech uh, stars and YC Commoner, they're all like tech companies. Yeah. But we take anyone. That's awesome. So the VR, I was in a couple of course again, and I have a, like, I'm trying to do a tech company. Sure. But a nonprofit, someone's trying to be a marijuana, a marijuana app. Nice. Someone had a, had a drone company. So we take all kinds. That's awesome. So we have an application right now. We'll put the link to the show notes. The application is in September 2nd. 
and I'm I'm pretty much listening to for VIR, so I'm sitting the program for all that stuff right now. Yeah, that's great. And it's supposed to start start October first, and it's six months. So we okay. like bring speakers in, mentors, all the that mentors, kind of stuff. the whole thing. Okay, yeah. so if you're a veteran, go check that out because that actually sounds pretty awesome. Uh, plus, to just expand your community because I'm guessing you're going to meet more veterans who are entrepreneurs. Yes, it's, we have our own program. We work provides programs for us. We have we have meetups once a month, so it's a great program. And that's that's what keep you meet, you know. Yeah. All right. We're fans of WeWork on the podcast. So, uh, all right, let's see. Here is uh, we talked a little bit about the political environment. Let's let's talk honestly. Let's talk about Seattle. Okay. So, uh, on the scale of uh, one to fifty, right? Uh, where where does Seattle lie um, in our country when it comes to? Uh, energizing and empowering veterans. Is that something that we're doing well? I, I think so. I okay. think so. I mean, I think this whole state of Washington Journal does, does a good job of it. That's great. And like I tell people, like Seattle is a great place as far as entrepreneurship, taking care of veterans. Sure. It, it's, it's a lot of industry behind it. And, and you got to think about the economy here is booming. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's way, way worse places to be at than here. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, if you want opportunity, if there's a lot of money being made here, a lot of opportunity, of course, you got to go out and hustle and get it. Yeah, no one's going to give it to you. Of course. But the networking opportunities, I mean, every pretty much every day in the Seattle area, there's some kind of network meeting going on. Yeah. You just got to reach out. You got to make an effort. You know, you yeah. can't just stay at home or, you know, and boo-hoo-hoo the words against me. You have to get out there and, you know, grind and sure. hustle. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the opportunity is there. You just yeah. got to meet the right people and the people want to help you here. I mean, if you, if you just say, I'm a veteran, they just immediately turn to you and how can I help? That's awesome. That's really good. Do you feel like, uh, you know, there there seems to be this this connection between um, veterans and homelessness, right? Like you see a lot of the guys flying signs. Um, homelessness is something that I'm really uh, passionate about primarily because I make my living off selling homes. There is this direct connection of unaffordability to homelessness. There's also, of course, drug use and all of that other stuff. But do you feel like um, we can do better when it comes to supporting veterans, veterans who are going down that road, or or do you know even what leads to that? Is that just typically so? Uh, I might substance get, abuse. Yeah, abuse? I might get an for this, but first of all, I'm willing to bet most of veterans. People out there with science say veterans. I'm willing to bet most of them are not veterans. Are not vets. I, I oh. just, I mean, I, I yeah. could be wrong. You know, cause some of them are, of course. But you always hear stories that you know people just make a sign, you know, because oh, he was inspiring. Here's yeah, a sign. Yeah, yeah. You give me a dollar. Yeah, and, and then you know. There's so many resources out there for veterans. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, and there are literally hundreds of them here just in this area. Of course, the challenge is it, it can be overwhelming sometimes, you know. Yeah, the, the amount of choices. Yes, and I think yeah. sometimes, like, not just homeless people in general, I think, you know, some of them, you know, get used to lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, they're, they're content, so to speak, you know. They mm-hmm. don't make the effort. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not, you know, mental illness has a lot to do with it. Drugs has a lot to do with it. Sure. And, and my solution, you know, is this. Of course, I realize, you know, a lot of homeless people, they burn bridges, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. every person who's homeless or in a bad spot has a family member or a friend who wants to help them out. Sure. But how do you connect them, you know? Like, mm-hmm. how do you get them to do the connection? Of course, like I said, yeah. they might have, you know, burned some bridge and, you know, went to the daughter's house or sure. parent's house and stolen everything. Stolen something, yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm not really talking about that. That's a different case. But I'm going to bet a lot of people are homeless in a bad situation. There's someone they could call. Like, like you know, if, I, if a longer last friend call me and say need help, I would do some reform. Sure. At least I, I would hope I would, you know. Sure, I hope sure. I would anyway. I just think that's one of the way to solve it. But first of all, the homeless or the person needs has to ask for help. Yeah. 
yeah. I think product comes into it. Yeah. We, a couple of years back, we had uh, the CEO of Union Gospel Mission, um, Jeff Lillian. He's since stepped down from that position, but he, uh, he was saying that exact same thing. He's like, you know, you or I, like if you fall on hard times, you could call me, right? Shoot me an email. Be like, Tyler, I'm, something's happening and we would figure something out, right? Like we have that network. We have that community with a lot of these folks. They have burned those bridges, right? They've stolen mom's TV one too many times. So they've been kicked out. Um, and that's complicated and that's difficult. And I, yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's, I, I, I don't no, know. Yeah. There's no easy solution. So there's yeah. no easy solution over the solve by now. I mean, yeah. the communities have thrown money at it, you know, sure. And, in, in like all the West coast, LA, San Francisco, it's sure. just a challenge. You know, I, I don't know about, about the East coast and middle America, but probably if they have a challenge, but up the West sure. coast, it's like, yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's shift a little bit. Um, what, uh, what, what do you think, I mean, as far as Seattle goes, um, what is your greatest like hope for our city, I guess, when it comes to veterans? Well, that's a great question. I, I think just treat us like anyone else. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like, I want to say put on a pedestal, but oh, there's a veteran, you know, treat him with, you know, eggshells mm-hmm. or just interesting. Give him a, give him a chance. You know, there's so, like a stigma around, yeah, around like, like you always see these things like you'll do a networking group focus on veterans. Mm. What you should do is still like having a separate meetup group that's integrated us into everything else going on. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, instead of all here's put all these veterans over here, like, you know, just integrate them, you know, get to get to know the people because we, you know, everyone wants to be successful. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. that's great. Uh, what's been like the biggest learning that you have had now that you're no longer a veteran, you're stepping into this entrepreneur role. Like what, what's been the biggest takeaway stepping back into civilian life? That ever like in the military, you're like driven, do it now, do it now. Mm-hmm. In the big war, it's like it's more like, okay, we got time to do it, you know, mm-hmm. just take a break. You know, when the military is like, you, you got to do it now. There's time to rest. Yeah. yeah. In the military, there's time to rest. You got to, you know, you only have a short. In the military, you pretty much change jobs every, like once a year, right? Yeah. So within the first 30 days, you got to make your impact. Interesting. Right. I think the civil war is a little more laid back and, you know, plus it depends on the culture of the company too. Mm-hmm. All right. Gotcha. Uh, Likewise to my previous question, what is your biggest fear for the city of Seattle? And that could be in, in juxtaposition of veterans, or that could be something that is concerning for you long term. I mean, of course, the big thing right now is traffic, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this is flying cars. Come on, automated, <laughs> autonomous I mean, cars. We need, we need that Star Trek technology. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. We really do. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, this is just a challenge. I mean, this, I don't know. Yeah, I read somewhere. I don't know how true it is, but they, you know how the expand the roads like three, four lanes, and it does nothing. Yeah, yeah. someone it's said just, you just, just fill the amount of cars they're going to fill it up. You know, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think we have pretty good public transportation here. I use it all the time, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, like can it get better? Probably just this a the traffic, and of course, you know the back to homeless problem. You know, sure. it's fixed so many things because like. You go downtown, you have tourists coming in and they're, they're stepping over and that kind of stuff. It's, it's just not a good look, you know, but yeah. what do you do? Just get them rid of them. You can't do that either. So, right, right. I mean, I, I would think, like I said, Seattle is one of the better places to live in the whole area. Mm-hmm. Can it be improved, of course, you know, because every, you know, every challenge you have, there's a solution to it, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
more about? Yeah. Well, the, again, homelessness is something that's like very connected to me. Um, so another friend of the podcast, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Samaritan. Um, so it's an app that you can download in a way to give cashlessly to people. And that cash is vetted through nonprofits. And so they have to actually go to these organizations, meet with advisors, counselors, things like that in order to even get the cash. Um, and the way they spend the money, it's, it's on a card or on an app. Um, so they can't go off and buy booze or anything like that. So it's this really interesting juxtaposition because most of the time, you know, people are, Hey, I need 50 bucks to buy a pair of shoes because I have an interview and you know, I, I have to buy non-slip shoes or something along those lines. Um, so every deal that I do in Seattle goes towards that company to kind of help fight homeless. Uh, anything else that you want to plug before we call it quits? So we talk about Bunko Labs, talk about yeah. Kevin's HR links. Um, no, I think that pretty much covers it. And, you know, thanks for having me. This is a great yeah, this is great, man. I've, I've really enjoyed it. What, uh, what piece of wisdom do you want to leave uh, the city of Seattle with? So our motto is like, be great every day. I like that. Be great every day. And just, you know, every day try to add value and solve a problem. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that, you know, be That's nice, you know, all those stereotypical things, you know. Sure. Yeah. Well, this has seriously been a treat. I really appreciate Thank it, Jason. You. Anything right Seattle can do for you, just let us know. Uh, all right, Seattle, have a great day. Go be great today. Add value to wherever you are in your workplace. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you, and remember to be great every day. You got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. You got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. You got to pump it up.